City University Television presents The American Theatre Wing Seminars Working in the Theatre This seminar Hello, I'm Sandra Gilman, Chairman of the American Theatre Wing. And I'm Doug Leeds, President. We welcome you to the American Theatre Wing's Working in the Theatre Seminars. Every one of these programs covers a specific topic in the art of theatre, and funding from the Annenberg and Dorothy Strelson Foundations have allowed us to expand these forums. We want to thank them for their wonderful support. The Wing, with our partners, the League of American Theatres and Producers, is perhaps best known as the presenters of the Tony Awards, which recognizes excellence on Broadway. However, the majority of our resources are devoted to educational programs to help young people enter the theatre as a profession. And these seminars are just a small part of that. Each year we give scholarships to students and grants to New York not-for-profit theatres. In addition, we produce a weekly talk show on XM Satellite Radio called Downstage Center that is broadcast coast to coast. Our newest programs, Springboard NYC and the Theater Intern Group, provide educational and career development opportunities for aspiring theater professionals. All our educational and media programs, including these seminars, are available free, on demand, from our website, www. AmericanTheaterWing.org. We thank you for joining us. So without further ado, let's go learn more about working in the theater. Hello. We have a wonderful group of musical directors and choreographers who are going to tell us the secrets of the theater business. First, Christopher Ashley, known for many of his offbeat kind of musicals <laughs> and plays. Rocky Horror Show, for example, All Shook Up, The Smell of the Kill, one that I particularly liked. <laughs> he will tell us more about that. Next to him is Gillian Lynn, one of the greats of the musical theater. She did her groundbreaking work in Cats, Phantom of the Opera, Coming Shortly, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and she has starred with the great film actor Errol Flynn and danced with Margot Fontaine. She was with mm -hmm. the Sadler Wells and Royal Ballet, so she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> On the other side is John Carafa, a director and choreographer, Into the Woods, nominated for a Tony, Good Vibrations, and You're in Town, one of the funniest plays I've seen. <laughs> you were a Thwalatharp dancer. Well, we have another dancer. And next to him is Rob Ashford, a dancer also. He's been on Broadway as a dancer. He won a Tony for Thoroughly Modern Millie. He, he, he did Boys from Syracuse and an associate choreographer on Kiss Me Kate. Let's start with you, Rob. What do you need to know to be a musical director? Mm. I think to, um, to work in... Mm. That's a great question. question. I, think, I think you need to know as much as you can know about everything in the world. <laughs> I think the more that you know about life, about the world, about uh, um, 
uh, not just art, but life is really it. I think that is a great help. You also need a lot of communication skills. I think that's Did you have good. communication skills? What was your background, well, you know, for example? Well, I, uh, I was always the dance captain in the shows that I was in. And when you're the dance captain, you develop a certain kind of skill of, of communicating with the cast, the leads to the chorus. So uh, I think that that was valuable training because, you know, you're, you're a therapist to each person. So you, you treat everyone individually. I think that's the key to success, that everyone's uh, psyche works in a different way. So I may be able to walk into Chris's dressing room and say, hey, Chris, you should be on four, not two, for, for the big kick. But then I might have to go to Jillian's <laughs> dressing room and say, Jillian, it was great last night. Oh, you it shouldn't be so on It was so great. You were amazing last night. You were really, really terrific. The show was great. Oh, by the way, if you could be on two, not four, for that big kick, that'd be great. So, you know, you learn these skills, and I think that's a, a big part of it, too. I, I was fortunate that I learned the piano as a, as a teenager, so I do know how to read music. I think that's very helpful. I don't think it's essential, but it, it helps. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I think that when you're, when I was a dancer and a dance captain and working as an assistant, uh, I learned, I kept my mouth shut and I used that as kind of university. And I think that that was a, a great help, how to work with a dance arranger, how to work with a director, how to collaborate with costume and set designers. I think all of, all of those things are, are invaluable. Now, you were all dancers. You were not. I was not. So, how and, do you and, tell and the dancers? I was glad about do? it that I was never a dancer. Mm. <laughs> because you can have authority over dancers? How do you t uh, tell them what I, to do? I, I completely agree with Rob that the, the central skill in either choreography or direction is communication. Uh, and it's balancing uh, being egotistical enough to feel that a room full of people should do exactly what you say and being inquisitive enough and open enough that you can really accept information from other people and figure out how to talk to people with very different techniques and very different backgrounds um, and know that you, a musical is a very complex event and you'll never know how to do it absolutely so the, the key to unlocking your ending may come from the usher and yeah. being sort of uh, secure enough that you can hear it from the usher and also then go back in and tell everybody exactly what you want. Jillian, how do you see the attributes? I think instinct is the single most important thing of the lot uh, to have as a, as a director of musicals or as a choreographer, but certainly as a director, because there, there are so many, there are usually five egos that are all working away at making this one piece of theatre. Uh, the lyricist, composer, director, choreographer and designer. Five vibrant, we hope, egos all working together. So I think as the, as the man or woman leading it, you have to have a tremendous instinct for what is right. And then you, you have to, and hopefully you will have developed this, like Rod says, you know, through your experience that you've had in getting there in the first place, you will have an instinct about what is right. And then you have to really uh, huge people skills in that some people are very slow to get onto the main idea and you have to nurture and be a mummy in my case a mummy and other people have to be driven with a with the whip and so on and it's getting this balance right because i'm sure my my peers will agree with me that a musical is far more difficult than anything else i mean i'm i'm sure we all direct everything don't we and uh, i've direct, directed quite a lot of um, television and a lot of plays and nothing nothing is as hard as a musical 
So collaboration is very important. Terribly. You, you feel yes, that that's, well, that's the job. It's yeah. just yeah. collaborating. Well, don't you have to maintain a certain authority yeah. yourself? Yes. I mean, well, listening to Jillian, it reminds me of how much maturity is really required from the director. <laughs> you mean because I'm ancient? No, 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 because no, because you have, you know, you, you <laughs> when you. I should, and, you know, I don't embarrass you, but when you speak, people listen. I mean, there has to be respect that just uh, naturally, you naturally have, uh, that you command from people and great, the great directors. And because a musical is kind of the pinnacle uh, uh, of uh, the artistic achievements, I mean, all the arts are combined in one event, um, that person who, who is the general of that ship has to have so much um, um, maturity and, and, uh, and respect for others, uh, which allows him to get respect back from them. And I think. Ultimately, the thing, because I've worked with so many great directors, Chris, uh, among them, um, I've found that, that, um, that they just, uh, when they have that sense of uh, self and sense of vision and, and sense of, uh, you know, a greater purpose in what they're doing, um, you listen to them and everything else falls into place. Well, how do you learn intuition? I've heard that word now used. How, how can a person learn how to do, or are you just all, four of you, just born to do this? Is there? It's, it's hard to learn, isn't it? I mean, I, I think we wouldn't well, actually get off the ground without it. I think that is one of the things that perhaps yeah. is untrainable. I mean, you, yes. we all go, we get into plays or we get into musicals or we, and we go into school and we dance and sing and all of that. And that will be developing. I mean, I'm sure that as we all grew up under other people, mm -hmm. we were thinking, in the end, you think, why isn't that happening? And, why? and then you're, that means your own intuition is being trained. Mm -hmm. But actually to take someone and say, today we're going to start learning intuition, mm -hmm. I think that's difficult. I think you can learn to trust your in intuition. I think you have to... But you, you can't tell me that you just everybody has the right intuition. People have no, wrong no, intuition. No, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> so no, it's how only would few. you... I, yeah. It's very few. Oh, mm. Very few. So you are the s secret few who <laughs> know these another, things. I think another term for that actually is your first impulse. Like when you yes, first meet the material, right. the first time you yep. read the script or hear uh, the music or see the painting it's based on or uh, whatever the, that first interaction with the piece of mm -hmm. art is, your first impulse about it, if it's right, it'll guide you all the way through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if your first impulse is askew, you're always off track. Well, what do you do before you see the actors, for example? Uh, well, you I mean, get the material. so much work before you get the actors Everything, done. actually. I mean, everything it, is everything done. Everything yeah. is done before, before yes. the actors. Yes. That's a big so question. We have to okay. now, particularly it's your, with It's your economics. director, if you're a choreographer, as I am, it's working with your director. Uh, I mean, I always, before, um, in the, in the pre-production process, always bring the director in and as I work with my dance arranger and we pitch to the director every single idea, e everything. I'm not, I'm not talking about showing steps, but I'm just talking about pitching and then they come into the bar and this is the moment when the, the bartender comes over and this is the mo all of these musical moments to make sure that the, the director agrees. Uh, that this is the way it should be going before you actually develop uh, the dance or the steps. So the first thing is you get the material and then you imaginatively construct each scene in your... Well, in our case, in, as, as a choreographer, yes. as a choreographer, you do, because if you're the director, there is a text. Yes. And we, what we have to build are the songs, because mm -hmm. we normally stage the songs. 
So we have to open those out, as we call it in the, in the business, which means you don't just have the song as writ, you have part of the song, and then the acting moment that you want there, you open that out so that somebody moves a bit and then carries on. And um, so we have to create those moments, those songs and dances, and they're so much part of the structure. Mm -hmm. That's what Rob means about that. Then you want to run that past the director, so he's got the whole in the end. Yeah, so your question is very, it's, it, it's, it's very basic, right? It's, we get a, a, a document, mm -hmm. and then document. We, you know, we get a script that's on paper, <laughs> or parts yes. or, and we get music, but the music is not necessarily structured uh, in the way that it will end up being structured in the show. And as Chris said, you have your own um, impulses when you read that. You read that and you get images. Oh, yeah, I, oh, I see them dancing in big chorus lines. Do you line. close your it. eyes when you're... It's hard to read with your eyes closed. No, but I mean, after you've read it, <laughs> do you then close your eyes and, and see the dancers? No, it's just like if, if I said, you know, uh, you're running down the street. Uh -huh. All right, what street did you imagine? You know, the script says he's running down the street. Are you, did you imagine a city street, a town? Did you imagine uh, 34th Street? Did you imagine 8th Avenue? And, and you, go to, you talk, you, you know, whether you're the director or the choreographer, you... you um, or start to expand on that vision and just talk to the designers or talk to the, mm -hmm. the director about what that vision is. Do you do the steps in your apartment or wherever you live yourself? And you're, you're the steps are the last thing. Yeah, For me, anyway, yeah. the steps okay, the are steps the very last thing. Really? The steps are, the so steps are, not that they're not important, they're, they're very important. I thought but that would be the first it's thing. It's the last thing. Well, it's, what's the first the thing? It's well, just the, the concept. Well, the first thing is the concept. concept. Yeah. And yeah. also, how do, how do you do storytelling through the dance? Because I think that's so important. And look, John just did an entire evening like that. Do you know, it's so important. You can't, because, you know, patience today is very small. And, and no one wants to just sit and just watch something stay at one level or, or just dance to atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to establish a smoky bar mm -hmm. and after, audiences today are so smart, after about four-eighths, smoky bar established. Now what happens? You can't dance Smoky Bar for five minutes because no one cares. <laughs> so you have so you have to have storytelling in it the dance. Happened really in the Smoky you Bar. You mean somebody yeah. slaps somebody? Something has to happen. Story. Right. And hopefully, the fight in the and bar. hopefully to your lead characters or your secondary leads or someone you care about. It's hopefully. and I think that's why musicals are so hard. Is there's so many primary creative people who all have to end up telling the same story. Your choreographer and your director and your designer and your lyricist and your composer and your book writer and your mm -hmm. orchestrator and your dance arranger and yeah, that's true. all of the actors and all of the dancers. <laughs> with, the the tone. with the same tone. With the same tone, it's like style tricky. comes into it. But ultimately, if you're not all telling the same story and not all after the same goal, then you get this disjointed beast mm -hmm. instead of beautiful, elegant evening. I agree story. with all of that, with the exception of Cats, because we started with Cats, with Andrew wrote, well, first of all, there was this brilliant uh, little book called Old Possum's Book yes. of Practical Cats, written by a major poet, T.S. Eliot. And Andrew Lloyd Webber had adored that little book for years. It had been sitting on an aunt's coffee table. Mm. And so eventually he, chore he, <laughs> he wrote um, beautiful, I think, wonderful music to the poems. And then he said, let's make a dance show. But there wasn't a book at all, not at all. But the poems in themselves 
had inbuilt stories and such strongly defined characters that I went into a room for four weeks before we ever started rehearsals on that show. With how many dancers? Did you to, go around? I had a boy and a girl uh -huh. and my assistant. Right. And I had the first Rum Tum Tugger because he had done all the demos for Andrew. And Andrew said as a favor, I know he can't dance and I know it's a dance show, right. but would you uh, work with him so that he could mm -hmm. get through it somehow? So that poor man had to mm -hmm. do class for a month with me. But so as a reward, I staged the Rum Tum Tugger in the, in the pre-work. But right. then, gradually, we put them together, and then we made a story. But that, that was, that's a weird, one-off, really. And we were luckier than we ever believed. Work, then you worked on people. You used well, human you, beings. We often and you said to them, move here, move there. Yeah. Well, we, we, we often have a boy and a girl to try mm -hmm. things out, to try lifts on. Right. And also, because I was trying to you know, pre-package it, package or pre-create, if you like, a whole show, to remember all that is hard. You want to get it onto somebody else's body and yes. have a look at it and judge yourself, you um, know. How much did you have done before you went into rehearsal? I had three quarters of it because we only had five weeks rehearsal for that show. And, and when mm. we entered the rehearsal, we had not, a not yet a book. We had this wonderful music and, and I pre-staged a lot because I knew that if I didn't, they would never get the stamina to sing and yes. dance, sing yeah. and dance constantly. But that was unusual. So you had, the songs had lyrics, they weren't just music. But no, they were T.S. Eliot's brilliant. Right, right, you had those, but you didn't have a, the outer structure of that. No, we made it up as we went along. As you, in the rehearsal, in the pre-production. I had to do a lot of it in the pre-production yeah, yeah. in order to go forward to the next In order to, to do something, one. right, right. There's a whole other thing that ha it happens with directors in pre-production, which is your conversations with the set designer, which is a whole other, yeah. how the, what the physical, constraints are going to be, what the set is going to be, how it's going to move, what locations uh, of the scenes determines an immense amount of what the show will look and how it will move. Or where the dancers can move, presumably. Absolutely. So do you draw that then out somewhere yep. on a For me, there's usually floor? 45 meetings across <laughs> six months <laughs> where Lots you draft and redraft and there's napkins involved and <laughs> then like and lots of assistance and drafting and And no steps pictures. have actually come in yet. You're yeah. still... No, this is really this and is models. very first things. Models. Mo little uh, white models or colored models of the set, yeah. I that think we all admire designers so well because we have our meetings, as we've all been saying. Um, but in a way, the designer is the one who has to come to the boil first, isn't he? Yeah. You know, and I always admire them so much because talking of this wonderful idea that Chris was saying that we were either turned on by the piece of material or we're not, but then the designer has to commit more and more quickly than we do, don't you see? Yes. In a little oh, yes. bit, he then talks to all of us, but right. still, he's the one that has to kind of forge through. That the set model is the first time it anyone's is. on the line. It it's, is. it's that they're the first person who's like, yeah. here's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. What it it's looks like. I think they're very brave. I think so very too. brave. So, yeah. so, so, Pia, what we're kind of, I think, all describing is that the first day of rehearsal is kind of the last day of a huge part of the so development of the So most of the, the work show. is well going said. on before well the actors have even yeah. gotten there. We have some, a tape of Thoroughly Modern Millie, which mm -hmm. uh, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And Sutton Foster was so no, good in so that. Oh, so really, with, so good. Let's look at he's that wonderful. for a moment. Yeah. But there, forgetting is. This is 
any choice in casting these people? Oh yeah, absolutely. So you have you have a definite, definite, especially obviously the ensemble, the dancers. Uh, we had we had twenty uh, on stage ensemble and dancers, and yeah, that's you're a part of all of that. Especially when a show gets to the Broadway level, I think everyone's involved with everything. It seems mm -hmm. like. But who final has the final play. say? Do you, as well, the choreographer you know, or the? I, would, I think Director that the, the dancers or the, the dancers of the show, so of the 20 ensemble, 10 were dancer singers, 10 were singer dancers. <laughs> and um, the, the 10 that I had more or less the final say. But again, in a collaboration, listen, if, if Chris didn't want that one tall girl and thinking that she's just going to stick out and I just don't think it's going to be right, then I have to listen to that, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but and then of course the director has the final say over everyone of course and uh, but yeah you do have you talked about the first steps that's really the first steps that are made for the auditions and that's always yeah. nerve-wracking for me because me it's too. the first time that your collaborators or anyone your producers anyone are seeing anything that feels like steps and because everyone's so anxious to get the show alive and to have to see it for real those those you know 12 H that you do for the audition suddenly take on this enormous <laughs> weight. So when you're in that studio just trying to get together an audition combination, knowing that maybe not one single step right. would be in the show, and that's fine, it's still <laughs> Do you find that's hard sometimes because they're, they're completely out of context? You're making choreography that has no story to it, so it's like... Completely out of context. Because yeah. you want to make sure they can turn and kick and jump yeah. or all of those yeah. things. You know? Fosse had a he one had the, phrase. He yeah. had the idea. Yeah. Bob Fosse had a, it's called T for Two, and he had an audition combination that he always did for every audition. So the well, same... Yeah. The same oh, one for everything. Had a turn, had a jump, had a rolled on floor. everything in it, had style, <laughs> had to, it had everything in it in T for Two. So when you audition for a Fosse show, you always did T for Two for the... Uh, Initial audition. Initial, because he'd had thousands of people come, and so we Because, as I now understand, none of you have actually prepared the steps, so you couldn't actually give them the steps yet. Well, Correct. not the real steps. Not the real steps. I mean, you haven't done the real steps. So right. the real steps you do. You they, when they they're, well, when they're they milling about yes, by that they time. Are. They're milling yeah. about. And sometimes you might let maybe eight bars of something out to just be testing for yourself. But you don't really want to let it out then either, do you? And you haven't no, you come don't. to the boil. I keep yeah. using that phrase, it's very English. Do you understand what it <laughs> come means? To boil, come yes. to the boil, It's all to do with making tea in the, in the kettle. But I think, we should, I think we should just say one thing too, that now, do you not think we have to make compromises? Because economics are such that Absolutely. we, sometimes there are four wondrous dancers that you would really love, but they can't sing quite well, as well yeah. as four others who can sing really well and dance mm -hmm. enough. And in the old days, of course, you could have dancers and singers more. And nowadays, everybody must do everything. everything. I'm always telling this to, to everybody who's training, you know. You also have to cover all the leads out of your ensemble, yeah, which is Much a big... Much more than we ever did. Well, what does There's that mean, cover your leads? Well, you in the, sort of more... Long ago, there were offstage covers who, when, when your leading man was out, would come in and, and play were. it. Now, almost always, An the ensemble is, is who are, are also the understudies for the lead roles. So you, it, it's a big negotiation at the point it's of actually huge. casting your ensemble of saying, do we have enough people who can really dance it, enough people who can sing it, and who's going to play the... Cover 
blind 80-year-old. Right. right. And, <laughs> and, and he's going to be the and, first and the second right. cover. And do we, I mean, right. it's, and do, it's, we ha do we cast an 80-year-old in the chorus, and are they going to st st stick, can they out. dance what we need, or do you cast a 20-year-old yeah. who's going to play an 80-year-old um, right. Wednesday matinees? Yeah. When, it's an exhausting you, you were not a dancer. How do you handle dance steps then? You know Chris is not a choreographer. Yeah, a director. Chris is a director. Oh, you are the director of a musical. Exactly right. I thought you did choreography as well. Should we go, oh, should we go down the line and fill her in? <laughs> Chris? Director. 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 Director choreographer. Director choreographer. 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 <laughs> we have a little mixture here going on. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to read music. You don't have to dance. It oh. helps. I mean, does it you, help? You don't as much as a, as a, as a choreographer right. does. But if you, there's many, many times where you have to say, on um, this eight, eight count, I want this to be happening, or you, you know, take it from the key change, or like this, that you, you really need to know something about music, even if you can't read it off the page. Right. But as a choreographer, I've learned a lot from directors who, n that aren't dancers, because they understand the spirit of what they think that moment needs. So even mm -hmm. when they get up mm -hmm. and do their version of a dance, mm -hmm. which isn't a dance at all, but, it, but the emotion is right and usually fourfold, so you can take that and learn and go, oh, I see what you want. Not those steps, but you want that energy or that commitment or that and passion. perception. They sometimes yeah. perceive something in something we're doing where we've been working to get a certain maybe kinetic effect mm -hmm. that they see, ah, but that's not quite telling that story. If you did this, don't you think <coughs> yes. sometimes they yes. see through? In the, yeah. in I feel the, like a little knowledge is a dangerous thing too. Like I'm, it's oh. always a better conversation when I say I feel this or yeah. here's the storyline. And as soon as you start saying that second position is not so good, yeah. you're sunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the same way that the director isn't a set designer either. He, he has to just be able to communicate his passion and his vision to the designer as he does to the choreographer. Did you always want to be a uh, director, <clears throat> choreographer? No. Is well, something that I, you... I, I, I had hoped to do it and I had dreamed of doing it. Ah. But I, I um, held back from doing it as long as I possibly could because I, I just think choreography is so hard in itself and, and I wanted to, to do great work as a choreographer. Um, but this has started to come up, so... But sometimes you have to push to, be, to go from choreography to director, don't you, of a musical? There are people this. who just... Well, do that, do they, don't they pigeonhole you and say you're a choreographer and therefore you can't... They do for a while, but nowadays it's pretty common it's transition from yeah. choreographer yeah. to director. If you're a good choreographer, they start talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's yeah, absolutely talking yeah. about it. So it's just a natural because there's a there is an overlap of some of the skills. But what I found is it's a really different job. <laughs> it's a really different you have a job. Text. It's a well. It's just that it's just a it's just there's a level of of. Um, I, what I said at the beginning of maturity and vision and, 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 and also as a director you have to step back in a way that you don't as the choreographer. As a choreographer, you know, we learn when we do big musicals how you have to step back and let assistants do things as a choreographer. That's as a choreographer how you start to step back because for the way I have always worked as a choreographer is one-on-one. -on -one. I'm great one-on-one -on -one with an actor who can't dance and making them look great as a mm. dancer. And that's been my, um, my passion, you know, working with actors dancing. Um, but that's a one-on-one -on -one thing. If you're going to try to have 10 actors do that, you've got to have assistants doing it. So it means as a choreographer, you, can't, you don't have the time to be in there and to do all that work. You have to have a whole team supporting mm -hmm. you. As a director, it's another step removed. You've got to just be able to communicate, lead, lead the show, lead the team, and not do it yourself. That's what I was wondering. That's do really you do you demonstrate it. the steps? 
As a choreographer? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. well, some people, it's different on every yourself. show. It's different on every show, but most shows, it comes out of your own body. Oh, yeah. it comes out do you do the text? Would you say to an actor, I'm going to read the text the way I want it? No. <laughs> or, 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 so really that is a it's Sometimes you get to, the, it's called the line reading, yes. telling them how you want how, the sound, well, and it's, it's really supposed to be forbidden, and everybody makes everyone crazy, and it's usually a bad idea, because usually if you say a line to an actor the way you want it, they'll do it well that time, yeah. but they're not understanding why you want what you want. It's not in them in any meaningful way, and it just kind of degrades over time and gets worse and worse. Oh. So it's way better to, under to describe what it is that you want rather than saying it to them. So that's a fundamental difference. In dance, you would actually show them it how is, you it, might like it. It is, but Sometimes. it isn't. You do show them the steps, you get the moves, but it's still saying the right things to get them to key into why, yeah. why, why they're doing it, what, they're, what storytelling they're doing with those steps, or what their emotion is at that time. So that is the same once you've delivered the steps. You still have so to say the right So motivation, you things. have to then, for every unit of mm. your scenes, there you have to be telling people their motivation, what it is. And you don't, do you listen to them when they say, I feel that I would like to do it this way? You do <laughs> or do you say, no, this is yeah, your motivation? You do listen, and sometimes you say, that's lovely, let's incorporate that. And sometimes <laughs> you say, that's lovely, and inside you're saying, but we can't use that. Yeah. We will mm. pass on from that. A lot of times. And usually, I think I, one of the things about a, a really good rehearsal process is the trust grows. So by week three, you can say, terrible idea. And it doesn't hurt their feelings yeah. because no, they trust that if it was a good idea that you would say it's a good idea. <laughs> and you've said enough warm mm. things along the way that you can be really honest about, let's just and not we, do that. We learn to be rude to each other about week three, which is awfully useful. Yes, is. so they don't take <laughs> it, it personally. It <laughs> There's different ways of working uh, I, on your in town. I gave the dance, the actors, because there were no dancers, and, and in that show I didn't, know, I, I wasn't at the auditions. I came in. Oh, you had that, no Because choice? they had to be hired uh -huh. for reasons other than dancing for that show. Okay. And and I um, purposefully gave them steps they couldn't do because it was so funny to watch them try to do those steps. Oh. And and sort of worked on the negotiated the difference between what they were, and I, I could tell the audience was watching it, seeing what they were trying to do. I tried to make it so it was clear what they were trying to do. Even, and, and, and just kept telling them what brilliant, amazing, beautiful dancers they were. And they, they just they, threw themselves into it 100% because they thought they were, they were really amazing. And amazing. But sometimes they're better than any, than any exactly. dancers. They're well, very endearing. Mm -hmm. That's why I love And their that. very offbeatness, you know, mm -hmm. is, is mm -hmm. what you want in a sense, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, sure. We have some uh, footage of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which uh, is the London footage. Ooh. Let's look at that because it's a spectacular show. <laughs> Well, we can see 
we can see <laughs> that there's a lot of acrobatics going on. Mm. There seems to be a lot of that in dance today. So you, do you hire acrobats or dancers well, to do this? Well, that's another of our problems, isn't it? Because often we are looking for dancers who can give us, fly when we want, or give us something uh, very spectacular in that way. Not every dancer is trained to no. do that. So that's another of the juggles we have to do mm. with the voice and the ordinary, the good line and attack and, and acrobatic skills if possible. Did you ch help choose the uh, actors and dancers? So I you did. could say, I like this one and I don't like that one. That's right. And, and we, it, it is, I'm sure my peers will agree with me that it is the most, it's become the most exhausting process in the world auditioning. Because first of all, I'm a softie and I, I want everybody to get it and I find it very difficult mm -hmm. you know, saying no. But secondly, you're, you have to regard the singing, regard the um, acting, regard the dancing and the acrobatics. And then, as Chris says, just as you get a band that you think are brilliant, someone will say, but he has to cover that mm. and she has to play that role and then oh. she has to do that role. Mm. And so in the end you're going, oh. but wait a minute, I thought this was... <laughs> and, that, but, and then in the end you feel sometimes that you are casting for the cover situation and not the real thing. So it's exhausting. It I is. go home and take to a vodka very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I never felt sorry for the directors. I felt sorry for all the people having to audition. Now we see it from the other point of view, the difficulty of, it of is, rejecting and you, people. And you, yes, it want, is. you know, you want to play fair to everyone, and you, you're crisscrossing yourself in order to find what's necessary. They can be inspiring as well, especially for a new show that you don't really know how it looks. You may have in your mind that I think that this world, our world, has everyone of every different size and shape. That may be what you go into the auditions for. And then, for some reason, a group of five ladies come forward and they're all really tall, and you go like, well, that's kind of interesting what it poses, because you imagine whoever's your leading man, imagine him who's shorter in the middle of all those tall ladies, and you go, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have all shapes and sizes, maybe we should have all tall or all short or, or whatever it is. So s the auditions can also be inspiring and help yes. you define the world mm -hmm. that you're trying to create yes, as can. well. I love early auditions. Like by the end, by callbacks, there's lots and lots of people in the room and producers and it, there's so many, there's so much pressure on the audition. A lot of times what I'll try to do early, the first round, is say, just me and two other people. Lovely. And, and the actors do the best work in those first auditions. Yeah. And you can actually afford to spend 10 minutes with some, on someone's audition. And even if a minute into it, you know, you're probably not going to cast them, at least you can like, have, like, get the best work out of them mm -hmm. in that little chunk of time. And, and that you can't do in a callback. In a so, callback, yeah. it's, it's just So is it true that good directing is good casting? Absolutely. Yeah, that's Casting is so much of a show. Yeah. Yeah. It's key. Absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Can you, what do you do when you, you couldn't help it? You've got somebody who can't do it. You know, the producer's girlfriend. Happy fire them. We've heard about <laughs> that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, know, that's somebody. awful. And, and you've got somebody in there. You've, you can't, do you have the right to fire? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and yes? Even if the producer time. is hired and the director is hired and the... You mean an actor? Yes, an actor? while they're on stage. Can you, you well, start working with wait them? Wait until the curtain comes down before you <laughs> fire them, usually. But, uh, but then can you, I mean, during the rehearsal, do you have that rules, power? There are rules, there are equity rules. rules and you have, I think, what? a month, right? A month of performances. Okay. Yeah. You can also fire in the first five days of rehearsal. 
But you have that power to say, yes. I can't work with this Without person. Any the hard thing about it for me is if you end up having to fire a person, as a director, it's your fault. Right. You cast them. Right. The, oh, the, the, uh, the audition right. process is to find out if they can do it. And if, if they, uh, it, it turns out they can't for whatever reason, you didn't audition well enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're taking the brunt of it, but it's your fault. Ah, so you have to You be weren't sure. perceptive enough. Yeah. Really. yeah. And you try so hard to be as perceptive as possible. There's I've had situations where um, I just had an instinct about somebody and everybody hated them and they ended up being amazing in the show. And then I had a uh, similar situation where everybody loved somebody, but what they did at the audition never changed. And it just, you just, there's very little actually you can tell from auditions. You just do your best shot. And that's why you, you do tend to hire people you know more often because you know what you're going to get. I feel like a body of work is really has to be part of the decision making process mm -hmm. because there's people who audition great and, and you'll never, and it'll it. never be as good as the mm -hmm. audition. Oh. There's people who are wonderful actors, singers, dancers, mm -hmm. and don't do well in that audition circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. So if, they've, if you've seen them be great 10 times, mm -hmm. they're probably a good casting choice. Are people more talented than they used to be? Or, or is the level high on the skill? I think the, the, the level in America is astounding. Yeah. Is it? And, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, it, it's, it, what is unique, because I, I, I did a, 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 an opera, operetta in Germany a few years mm -hmm. ago, and um, what's unique here is the ability to combine uh, the skills, singing, dancing, and acting. Mm -hmm. And I, when I worked in Germany, people came in who could sing brilliantly, they could dance brilliantly, they could act, the same person, but they couldn't do them at the same time. They couldn't like get out and, and, and sing a song and move. They could stand and sing, you know. Um, uh, I, and I think this is what's really unique to Broadway, and, and, and mm -hmm. I can't speak to the West End, but I assume the West End is that combination of skills. Well, well now, I mean, a chorus line started it. I think that it, in, you know, we used to have dancers and singers and actors, and then a chorus line came, and that was such an interwoven show that it started it off. And then Cats has done an enormous amount to get that interweaving mm -hmm. going. And uh, but there is, but as someone who works constantly both sides and has for so many years, I don't even like to mention it. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. The there is a. There's an edge and a hunger here. Yes, it's yeah. different. It's highly competitive. It's yeah. quite because different. it's more competitive. Is that it is, it is more, more competitive. competitive. And also, I mean, I, I've had the good fortune to, to be able to work in London. I did Millie there. And when I did uh, Forum at the National Theatre mm. this past year. And I'm going in a couple of weeks to do Guys and Dolls there. So I feel like I'm, I'm getting a, an idea of London. They do have some incredibly talented actors, singer, dancers. But they have handfuls of them. And we have many, many, many. And so the difference is, it's a smaller country, you know, and our country is huge. So we draw from all of our, you know, from all of our cities and all of our states. And they Canada. all come to New York and Canada. So we had just have such a, a larger pool. They don't Isn't have Isn't it that. also the training we get, the people here? Well, we have what? good training. What they're required the to do. Training to, no, I think it's they're something inbuilt in the American psyche about is. that you've got to get, if you can be number one, that's right. great. Well, and there mm -hmm. is a marvelous hunger. Also, I find there's a passion here yes. for actually showbiz. People go into a theater <laughs> and they think, I'm in the theater, my show, I will do my show well tonight. We have lost that. We haven't quite got that at home. And also the, the whole ambition thing. I, ambition is not a, po as a positive word in, in England as it is here. No. To be really ambitious is a little, because, <laughs> yes. you know, I'm doing forum and, 
and it's like none of the understudies are in the back learning them. They're all just sitting on the sides, and I'm like, why aren't why you are up they? learning that? And they're like, oh, no, 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 because they don't want to appear overly ambitious to be standing behind the girl playing Tintinabula and, and learning her dance. They'll just stand back and they'll learn it later on their own, uh, just not to appear ambitious. And here it's the opposite. Ambition is very positive. Now what happens when you get actors, let's say, who have been trained in all sorts of different styles, uh, different teachers, different... How do you get them all <laughs> to go together, for example, to make one unit? I feel like you have to know all it those starts styles. at that very the first moment of rehearsal is when you, they were talking about how scary it is to the first time you show your steps in 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 auditions for a director the first moment of rehearsal is the the, the scary moment. Ooh, I just did it. I did it my best. <laughs> <laughs> we were warned not to do that. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, that, that first moment when everyone is as open, everyone looks at you like open flowers. Show us how to be good, tell us what you need us to do, and they will never be that open again. Yeah. Uh, and, and that first sentence that comes out of your mouth in, in rehearsal goes in and lodges. And if it's a good first sentence, it starts to coalesce everybody around the same way to work and the same story and the same goal. Uh, and uh, that first speech, I feel like, is so crucial. What he's saying is that we have to inspire. Uh, we can't just stand there and be brainy or witty and mm. intellectual. We have to inspire as well, don't you think? Totally Otherwise, agree. we might as well go out to the door and have a cup of coffee. And yeah. what about dance training? I mean, people have all sorts of different training in dance. How, how do you get them to do... If they've been trained in a Bob Fosse style, or they've been trained Martha Graham, or they're ballerinas, or ballet... How do you get them? Hopefully in the auditions you've kind of yes. narrowed it down to the folks yeah. that can do your style or what, you know, or, or, the, or the style you're going to need for this show. Do you think you have a style? No, that, everyone asks that and yeah. I don't. I don't have, I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't, People started I don't intentionally to me. try I to I have, have either. You I'm don't intentionally there. try to have a style. You just mm -hmm. try to serve every piece and I think you try to make every piece as different as an actor Except would like to make every mm -hmm. performance, you know. So when someone says, oh, I see, I, that's you, that's you, and I'm like, I yeah. don't know what People started is. saying that to me last, while I was working on the Beach Boys show, and they're like, you know, do your, do your thing, do that, you know, that thing that you do, that, that, that sort of whimsical, funny thing. it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's my thing. I don't know how it, where it comes from. We want to look at some of your thing here. We've got uh, some footage from Good Vibrations, so let's look at your thing.
kind of training. That's a year of my life you just looked at. <laughs> you looked at it one year. <laughs> Is that From how start to took? finish. Yeah, well, we started with the songs a year ago. Uh, it was Thanksgiving, uh, the year, the Thanksgiving before the first preview. And, and in one year, I worked with Richard Dresser, and we figured out how to take these Beach Boys songs and make them into an evening of fun, fun, fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, we didn't go out of town. You know, it's common to, yes. to go try the show out. We didn't try the set out. We, didn't, we, we, just, we just jammed on it and got to Broadway. So I'm looking at that going, oh, wow. Would what you change year? something? What a year. Do, you, do you look at something and say, I don't like that stuff? You want to answer that question? <laughs> Always. Oh, yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. I could have done it better yeah. out of two years. Well, you know, it's hard for me because I am, I don't know if, if I could say I'm the most anal, but I really work very slowly. I'm, I'm, slow, I'm very slow, choreographer. I, I admit it. And, and I, I need to do a lot more pre-production. I, I wonder if I have ADD or something, but you know. But I have to. I, I just. I just have to do a lot more pre-production than I think other people do because I'm very meticulous. And and the sense of humor that I get comes from analyzing moment by moment what happens in the story of the dance and what cracks me up as I'm mm -hmm. figuring it out. And um, so uh, that that's why this was was really a tough one for for me. There are people who get up there and, and, and uh, I'm just saying personally, there are people who get but up there and that really throw show numbers at the Also, that doesn't have a storyline. It's songs. Oh, yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I mean, it's, it's, you're, there's, you have to find the story within oh, each song. Oh, you mean there's no book, yeah. There's not a book to well, it that, yeah. you know, there is, a, but I mean, short, it's... A short, a small book, yeah. yeah. But, so you have to find everything within the songs. Within the songs. Yeah, and you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of musical theater choreography, actually the whole job of musical theater choreography, I think, is to to take the dance and, and further the story. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and often, one of the ways you do that, I mean, you guys probably want to talk about that, is you have to adjust the music to do that. You have to make the song build yeah. to, get to a climax. Mm -hmm. You have to make it theatrical. You have Are to make it fun to the audience. Are you allowed to change the yeah, song? it's part of the yes. job. And it's a collaboration with the composer. Mm -hmm. It's part of every musical. It's the difference between choreographing other forms of dance. Because you can't change August Wilson's words or something. Or uh, Well, there's a collaboration there, I'm sure, with the director, it's too. Another, it's another yeah. collaboration. Yeah. And so there is this amazing creature called a dance arranger. Oh, and heaven. so often when you say that to people, they say, but well, I thought you did the dances. And you say, no, no, this is a brilliant musician. It is your primary it's, collaborator. As it is. Yeah. There, it's the, your primary collaborator. There's the musical supervisor. Mm -hmm. There's a dance mm -hmm. arranger. Some are writing positions and some are more um, almost supervisory, supervisory positions. Like yeah. supervisor of the orchestra conduct. Mm -hmm. That's different from a person who's actually writing notes on a page. Mm -hmm. and there, the dance arranger assists the composer and he writes additional music for the choreographer. And he has to stay within the style of the composer so it doesn't look like it's come from left field. Mm -hmm. And yet he has to, when we think that that character it's heart beating, yeah. and the song's only doing this, but I want to do boom, boom, right. boom, yeah. boom, again. That's right. That's right. Can you do, and he goes, he, yeah. he does it, and yes. he helps us extend. And it's a brilliant person, isn't it? it? Is. A very creative person. And so often they're given only a lead sheet, only, well, for example, the title song of Thoroughly Modern Millie. All it is, all that exists anywhere before we started the show was that tune that you know that's it but yet we have a you know five minute long opening number all created by david chase who did the dance arrangements that's he that's his number from a ditty from a from a 
lead sheet. Do you basically. tell the dance arranger what steps are going to be there? There's different ways of doing it. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. You, sometimes, sometimes you go you first, do, sometimes he goes first. Most of the time first. you give the feeling. So it's yeah. more collaboration. Is it's it tremendous? Yeah, I want to build it's, it's, a real it's like a love affair. It, is, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> it is your primary collaboration as, as a choreographer. Other than with your director, obviously, but that's a, but that's a different you thing. Slut. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the director. <coughs> yeah, this trouble. <laughs> well, is it hard for you to get along with the choreographers? I, 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 it, it's like a marriage itself. <laughs> it is. And it's the only time as a director yeah. that you ever would say to somebody, go in that room for a day and make part of our show and I'll only edit it. I won't make it with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's a lot of trust to put in somebody else. In a play as a director, you do every bit of it. You, you, yeah. it's, yes. There's no rehearsal that you're not at. Mm -hmm. And in a, in a musical, you're not at where they're learning the music. You're not at where they're learning the dances. Yeah. You trust someone else and you trust that you've pre-produced it well enough and that you've had enough rich enough conversation about it that you're, they're going to create something that's part of the show you want to When you around. work with a, a writer more than once and you have a relationship with them, are you able to say to a writer that line doesn't work? Mm -hmm. I, I think especially through multiple shows together, the, the walls come down and they say, I, I don't think that staging is telling the story of this scene. And you can say, I don't think that yeah. line is telling <laughs> the, the story of the scene. And, and that's okay. And you're, you're, you're really editing each other's work. And yeah. I think some of the trickiest collaborations are with estates oh. <laughs> of people, not the people. Because it, it's the people that are guarding Right. The uh, the gems. Well, that's a tough. That's a tougher, n much tougher. Not necessarily artists. Yeah, negotiation than with a writer or or mm. anyone because if they're there and you can explain and they see you all come together of, of like mind, but. But after a certain point, if it's Tennessee Williams, you can't change the the, the lines. Say well, I can you. Well, uh, <laughs> so it depends whether he was guess, doing a musical. I, I mean, you know, there are yeah. how many there are th what, three versions of of uh, oh. of Streetcar. There's oh, the, his original version, and oh, there's the movie, okay. the screenplay right. version, and then there. Oh. So I guess the director has to choose which. I really <laughs> like the ending of the. You know, I mean. So you fudge it a little bit there. You can take. Yes, you get clear on why you need something, and you know, I'm getting ready to do Guys and Dolls, and uh, uh, Joe Lesser. Yes. Uh, uh, is very much involved as far as getting approval or running all the ideas by her running. I'm not talking about little ideas mm -hmm. like, is it okay with you if Sarah moves from right to left and picks up a chair? <laughs> but, but like big, big ideas, the, the set design and the look and the casting of the, of the leads and all of that kind of thing. You know, you, you run by someone like that who's actively involved in, uh, in uh, you know, guarding the flame. So it's another person you have to collaborate with. Mm -hmm. You must go home and scream. <laughs> All these people. I'm having a uniquely great experience, actually, with, with uh, an estate right now. The El on All Shook Up, which has all Elvis music, the Elvis estate commissioned it with the sort of initial idea of create a musical from this music that Elvis is not a character in. And after that initial impulse, they've been nothing but like mm -hmm. kind of dude cheerleaders. <laughs> Yay! It's it's been an ama it's been amazing, uh, and they uh, they really care, and they've really trusted us to do the work, which has been great. In fact, we have a clip. 
Yeah. We'd like to see good mm -hmm. vibrations. Let's take a look Ultra at cup. that. Ultra cup. I'm sorry. We've <laughs> seen enough word. of good vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're great. glad we're here tonight too. The, well, direct, the director choreographer, you asked before the director choreographer, and I just want to say that that's really, for us, that's really fun because you have somebody who you can talk to who's your ally, who has the same concerns that you have. And it's kind of like when you have that person and that it's really working well, you can go away and have somebody to talk to about what you're doing. And that's what's so great about it. You know, I can, if I'm choreographing, I can talk to the director. If I'm director, I can talk to myself. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just a really wonderful bond and, and, a, and a great, you know, the, the, the times it works, it's some of the most satisfying mm -hmm. collaboration you have in, in the theater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did that take you a year as well? Uh, three. Three years. <laughs> three years. Not ex absolutely exclusively, but, but from the time we really started doing readings of it and, and hashing it out to now, three years. And it, we're in our last 10 days before opening in New York right now. What's the uh, best part of the whole process? Oh, good question. Uh, <laughs> watching an audience watch the show, it, it, I feel that's why I do it. It's, there's something that has qualities of church in it and that have qualities of sex in it. And, uh, there's nothing better than watching an audience really love and really be involved in something you've created. Jillian, what is the best part for you? I'm like, in where I'm rehearsing at the moment, which is on the 42nd Street uh, Studios, wonderful studios, um, there is a plaque to Mike Ockrent, who is a lovely director who we lost. And he said, and it says, for me, the process is the best thing. And for me, in a way, it's the actual camaraderie and discovery in the rehearsal room, which is so exciting and wonderful. So I'm an old gypsy. No, I'm, yes. no, I just love that process. I'm not saying I don't like it when it gets onto the stage, but I just find that camaraderie and the daily discovery and watching people get over a hurdle that they couldn't do last Wednesday and now they've suddenly shot ahead with it. That's thrilling. And for you, what is the best part? part? So, so I was trying to, I thought you'd ask me that. So many things. I mean, the community, being part of this community. Um, you know, for me, Broadway represents something that's in it. It's just a special place and situation. It's where I wanted to work. It's what I want to do. Um, and and um, really, for me, it's, it's accomplishing, you know, it sounds really self-centered, but the most exciting thing is to accomplish a vision I have for something I really want to do on Broadway. When that starts to happen, it's like, ah, oh, yes, I knew that was possible. I knew so for you, it's sort of midway. You're in the beginning, you're at the end, you're just midway. Get the vision, just just get the vision done. It's like, do something that's superlative. Do something that, you know, because to me, Broadway represents beyond 
um, you know, expectation, beyond expectation, and new frontiers in theater, and, you know, doing something like that means something to me. But, you know, the community is so, mm -hmm. such a great thing to be part of the Broadway community. It's so, you know, we, uh, we feel so lucky to be able to go to any of these events, you know, the Broadway Cares events, mm -hmm. or, and feel like we're a member of the Broadway community. And, and, you know, as Chris said, you know, to see an audience respond to something that you believe in is really incredible. I get that immediate response. Mm. Long answer. What's the best part for you in the whole process? Well, I agree with Jillian. I like the creative process itself. I like that, uh, that time uh, more than, like, say, maintaining a show, more than maintaining or setting other companies and that's a different kind of thing but I, I really love the creative time with the actors and but the community is really really unique and very special it and is isn't I mean, it we uh, don't have that at home either right. do we no, not that not, same not wonderful same family yeah no. I uh, all I ever wanted to do was dance in a Broadway show not when I decided that that I wanted to be a dancer which was quite late I was 18 years old and I decided I, I had to dance and all I wanted to do was dance in a Broadway show and then once I'd done that uh, a few times and once I started getting older and couldn't maintain that then the thought of that second career and to be able to have your second career in the same field with the same people as your first career you know it was is thrilling you know I see those clips from Millie and there are dancers in the show that I danced with on uh -huh. stage uh -huh. and and that's so that's so rewarding You worked somehow. for Jillian. I did work for Jillian at the Well, Met. tell at us about her. Was she at tough? She was, she was tough, but she was great. And, she was, and you were inspiring. And Hi. you really were. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because it was at the, at the Met. And it was a, a, an opera that had a lot of dance in it. And, and there it was had a hill in the middle it, of the a stage. A huge hill. <laughs> and it had the regular corps de ballet of the Met. And uh. then Jillian brought in four or five extra people, oh. more Broadway people that... Uh, that she wanted also to be a part of it, and she just, she just lit them up. Which was Faust, did you say? <laughs> Faust. 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 Yeah. I didn't Faust. know there was How dancing Prince, in How Prince directed Faust. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. We did oh, a lot. It was, wow. it was, it was, it was a great the only thing, The only thing I, I, that I've never forgotten about that was that one day we finished rehearsal in one room at the Met, and we had 20 minutes left. And I said to my assistant, look, we've got 20 minutes. We can dash around to that other room. I haven't quite got this right. We could go there, we'll get it right. And she said, no, 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 they have to have 15 minutes travel time. Mm -hmm. But I said, it's just around the corner. <laughs> and they said, no, that's it. That's the union rules. Union. And I, I nearly had a bit of an explosion. <laughs> now, let's talk about the, uh, we've heard about the loneliness of the long distance runner. How about the loneliness of the director? The show is up and your job is over. Do you feel a kind of abandonment or your baby has been born and is now walking away? Well, it's not really over because you, 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 keep, you maintain the show, you, mm. you keep touch with it, but usually you're on to the next. You know, Do you watch it from the, the back? You come in at night? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Don't you feel a little left out? No, because, no, not at all. Oh, mm. how about the rest of you? I feel yeah. the, first, the first day after opening that I don't see a show, I have to say, I, in my mind, at 8.04, I'm like, okay, the curtain's going up, and at 8.17, I know when that number's starting, and I track that whole period of time through the show. Mm -hmm. And there is, for me, there's a, there's a separation moment. So you're moment. still connected. Are you connected, or do you feel that the somehow you are now superfluous because the actors, the dancers, the people are now 
it's theirs. Mm. I, I have a moment of that, I have to say. I feel very kind of lonely and I think, oh, but that's probably because I'm a woman. Mm. <laughs> yes, they don't need right. me anymore, but then I get back in there very quickly and um, <laughs> I've had to maintain quite a lot of long-running shows and so you get right back in there, but there is a it is severing true. moment. It is the place, especially the theatre itself. When you go in and you go into the stage manager's office and, and something that you were just so integral to. I mean, every move, like, do you, what do you think, do you want to start now, do you want to, but suddenly it's all working without you going, going around you, you're kind of standing there in the office of the stage manager and there are four people out and they're trying to sort out who's going to yeah. do this and who's going to move Excuse this. Excuse me, uh, and, can and, you? And you kind of just, you just <laughs> yes, kind of stand so there because all, everyone's working and doing their job like they're supposed to and, and you're just kind of, it is, it is a little sad, I, I do mm. say. And also when you come back to the show, if you've been away doing another project, you come back, there are four people in the show that you've never even seen before do the show, and it all changes. It's a living thing that, that mm. keeps on living mm. without you. I also, and, uh, on Broadway shows, those theaters are, quickly feel like homes. Oh, they're yes. so beautiful, and there's so much history, and you really get attached to being in that place. And there is like all shook ups in the palace, which has this amazing history. People have played there, and it is a treat to go into that room every day. Yeah. And once you're not going into that room, you feel a kind of loss. Yeah, you do. Do you watch it from the back, or do you go backstage and look out the side? Oh, definitely, no. I don't. Never want, it's like that's like looking up someone's dress. You can't look. You can't, can't look stand backstage. Oh, no, backstage. <laughs> it's oh, too know. ugly back there and yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. You have to watch from the front. Oh, I they run over you, I suppose, yeah, getting in and no, out. There's nowhere in to be in a lot of shows. There are terrible moments, too. I once went into one of my shows, and, which shall be nameless, and I thought, sounds a bit, there's no sort of zing in the air, so I quietly went up to the sound desk. <laughs> this is really mean. And said, is everyone singing flat out? And he went, no, no, no. Knew perfectly well who was coasting in and who wasn't. So then you had the only time I've ever done it, and it was like a terrible shock. And um, I went round and had a few words. But, you know, it's hard. So what are the worst disasters? Have you had a disaster? I don't mean the play was a disaster, but I mean the actors fell down during the choreography. <laughs> they leap into the orchestra we pit. Had a, we had a... Um, I've never had anybody serious. I had a... You know, dancers have injuries. I've had some uh, small injuries, nothing serious. Right. In, in my, um, and that's just luck. I mean, you know, because everybody, everybody gets injured in mm. shows. Have you guys? Mm. You had any? Mm. Everybody's, everybody's shows have gone perfectly. Come on. No, I mean, uh, you yes, about injuries, come off but its hinges well, or well, I can. I, in the Beach happen? Boys show, um, there we had designed um, these surfboards that would come off, raise, rise up out of the floor. Um, turned out they had to be. Attached, they had, we had put these little pistons, and the surfboards would have to be attached in the middle of the number. And uh, second or third preview, one just wouldn't come off. And there's no front curtain in our show. So he's so, like we, pulling it and pulling. So, well, a stagehand had come out, you know. But that people love that kind of stuff yeah. in, preview. in previews. I well, guess previews, yeah. Everybody's yes. got those stories, you know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
something won't move, sets crash into each other. And set audience, falls audiences really love, honestly, when things go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they, there was a thing last uh, two, th three days ago where a uh, big, big uh, vocal moment in the show, a uh, woman standing alone on stage with a big song, and the mic went out, and there was no saving it. Uh, and she just, like, big house, and she just decided she's going to sing so that everybody in the house could hear her over a full orchestra. And the audience couldn't have been happier about it. Like, there's no way she's really singing and we're really hearing her. And, and they, it was by far the, the best that number has ever gone from an audience point of view because they were, real, they were seeing somebody improvise, right, like have right. to figure out how to do it. And they were seeing no technical support and really just the, the in main human impulse of performing for them uh, with no help. And these shows are now so technical that you must have things that go in Chitty Chitty Bad yeah. or these enormous shows with... Mm. Cats coming up and down. But we, we've had the car foul up a couple of times, once when Prince Charles was in front, which was a bit embarrassing. <laughs> but the funniest night I ever remember, because I'm sure um, I grew up in the theatre where there were men up in the pulling strings, you know, and you'd say, Charlie, up on your short and down on your long, so that, you know, you've got the scene. But, but now, but now it's, it's all computerised. And one night in Phantom here, in the previews, um, the grill, there's a big grill that goes up and down. The grill stuck about four inches off the floor and um, Raoul, the vicomte, is supposed to be able to crawl under that at some point and the candles wouldn't go down. Oh. So Michael Crawford and Sarah Brighton, she had her skirt up like this. She was picking her way <laughs> through the candles like that. He was finding his way. We had to, it, they wouldn't budge. We finished the show like that. I had friends in front, and I said, I'm so desperately sorry. I'm so upset that that happened. <laughs> what? They said. Oh, oh, right. I said, well, it all went wrong. Oh, no, we thought that's how it was. Yeah. I'm always a little upset when people think, like, that's what I meant? You exactly. thought that's what I meant? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I wanted you to see. It's extraordinary, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I know, they, they, they believe a lot of it, whether it's wrong or not. Yeah. Mm. Anything go wrong in Millie? When we were teching Millie. Uh, someone came in to check the fire alarm and had not turned off the, uh, the water curtain, because you know there's a curtain of, of, of water that's oh, released. Yes. If the fire alarm goes off, it's kind of... And I think in newer theaters they have that rather than that big steel thing that comes down. So uh, they hadn't checked that. So uh, our line designer, Don Holder, was standing center stage when they, when they tested the fire alarm and you know, 15,000 gallons of filthy water that had been stored in oh. some, somewhere up there came pouring down on top of him and into the pit, into That's the front of the, the stage. Right, I didn't remember, I forgot it that was, oh. It was quite a mess and they, the sound uh, all, people had just put in all of the uh, microphones in the pit so all the pit microphones were destroyed and and we were just lucky that the cast wasn't on stage that it was far enough downstage that no scenery was affected get and it somehow didn't sink onto our deck so we ended up losing you know uh, I think six hours of tech time so we went into the lobby and drilled the dances and cleaned arms you know you do whatever you can do and uh, yeah, but that, that happened to us. That was something. Poor Don, Don Holder. What would you be doing if you were not a choreographer? Oh, I, I don't know. I really don't. Um, there was not a second choice? Law? Well, I was going to be a lawyer. I mean, that was, I was in pre-law program at a uh, university in Virginia, and uh, when I was bitten by the 
theater bug. You know, my advisor said, to be a great lawyer, you should either major in theater or English, because that's what it's all about. And I chose theater, and you know, that, that was, yeah, and uh, I don't think I could be a lawyer now. <laughs> Would you, is there anything else you might have done? Well, yeah, I told you I could, I was pre-med, and mm -hmm. I got my degree before I, I moved into Did you have a medical degree? No, well, pre-med degree. Pre-med degree. Well, you can do CPR on stage or something. Mm -hmm. have those <laughs> twisted ankles. You mm -hmm. can, you know, all those dances. I can wrap an ankle. <laughs> you mm -hmm. can wrap an ankle. No regrets that you're not no, doctor? No, no. This Karafa? is who I am, yeah. Okay. You started as a dancer so young and an actress, so I don't, you didn't have any no. hope of doing no, anything no. else. Not, uh, really nothing else. Nothing else. I started and I've never, never stopped. I, if I had to change at all, in another life, I might like to be a conductor. Ah. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most wonderful job in the world. But a vast orchestra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, right. Not really show business. So, so no it's a control stuff, thing. You it? want to be in charge. Yeah. No, because uh, I just so love music. Ah, ah. Well, I once said to a conductor, that must be, that's a wonderful job that you have, beautiful music, and he said, it's horrible, I won't say who said this, because all the musicians are all unhappy. They all wanted to be soloists, they don't like the, what you're conducting, <laughs> they don't like the music, they played Beethoven's Fifth enough, and they're, they're miserably unhappy. <laughs> so oh, I was so depressed. That is depressing. <laughs> I think you chose the right thing. Yes, I don't think you want I'll to be stick where I am. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys? Was there you were doing finance? Was it, did you? I, I did research I, long ago. Yeah, although as a kid I wanted to be an archaeologist. I thought that would be really fun. Oh. I loved Greek mythology and, uh, and like figuring out where we've come from and what's buried underneath. Mm -hmm. uh, that seemed to me a fun thing. Do you guys miss dancing? Do you, yes. Do you miss? Because oh, I just realized I do. I, w I do miss performing. So do I. Very do you? Much. Yeah. Oh, you do. What is the satisfaction that you of performing? Don't, yes, that you don't get. Oh, they're applauding. Is that it? <laughs> oh, no, it's a completely different situation. I mean, it's a different situation. It's a different kind of control. I mean, you're, 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 you know. Yes, but at the end of nobody's screaming, director, director, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> they do. I feel like they? When, when they applaud at the end, I feel like they're applauding yes. for a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I that do I don't, I don't yeah. love directing, choreographing, and mm -hmm. that I get incredibly satisfied from that. It's an incredible satisfaction like I said before, to see your, uh, something that you wished, that you imagined that you wanted to do, has mm. make that happen. Mm. You know, you have a vision. You might not even be able to um, articulate it. Mm. It's a feeling. It's like, ah, I want to do, you know, my thing is to do numbers that build, to do broad, the Broadway build. Is my, I, I, my passion is to do the old-fashioned, like, get to a crazy moment and have standing ovation in the middle of the show. <laughs> and, uh, but but if, you, if you ask me, you know, is there anything that, you want to do yeah yeah you know I miss I really loved performing when I was dancing and acting I acted a little too so I miss the camaraderie I miss that dressing room time before a show I miss that you know at half hour on a two show day you know when the guys just hanging out in the dressing room and every that feeling of family that's what I, I miss that and I I'm, it, I'm acutely aware of it 
like during uh, previews of a show. They have. When, you don't have, when you don't have anywhere to be anymore, your tech table's gone, your little world <laughs> is gone. And then you go up to the dressing room to give notes or just say hi, and you don't fit in there anymore. There's not a, really a place for you. They it's, look it's at you. Sad. Yeah, it's just you're an alien a bit, yeah, especially they too? Yeah, and especially when you're going in dressing rooms that you used to be in. I mean, it's like, oh, that was my spot. And you've you given know? three years of your time or a year of your time. It's, it's, it's a different thing. I miss that. That's mm. what I miss. Mm. And did you want to be an actor? As a kid, I was an actor. Oh, you were an actor. Okay. A very good one, but I was an actor. <laughs> and did, where, what, where did you study? Or did you? Uh, just college and high schools and stuff. It was like a, many Olivers, many Sound of Musics, and all the things that you can <laughs> be in as a little kid. I have a, a friend who's an actress, and I, can never, I never see her because she's always working. Do you have time? Or is these all-consuming? Do you have time for friendship? Your families? People that you can see? Or are you constant? When you say a year of working on something, or three years, do you find that you have time for friends? Yeah, if you, you don't, you're not. You're, you're missing something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. This, year, that, this year was pretty, actually, I had to put a lot of that on hold. But you have to. You have to have a balanced life. That's what you're drawing. But I think they narrow down, don't they? I don't think we've probably they got do. time for hundreds of them. It sort of narrows down to a, a nucleus of people who understand you and your crazy life. Well, also that and you can work pick at you night. up and that you know because we have to pick friends up and put yeah. them down again because when we're like this getting the show on, we're pretty bad friends, aren't we? We yes, don't actually want are. to answer phone yes. calls and things because our minds are going. And then it goes on and we're all lonely and we say hello. <laughs> and we hope to be loved again. Yeah. And so I think it's Very a true. real friend who understands where, mm -hmm. that you really love them, but they, you, know, you pick them up and put them down because you have to. There's also there's a funny, like, uh, you, put a, you do a production and you become so incredibly close to those people. Oh. And that process of, of instantly bonding and then letting go of that bond and then rebonding with a new group of mm -hmm. people is, is, is really particular to the theater, I mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. Everything else is like more continuous. There's this odd kind of gypsy, you're my best friend, I spend every waking hour with you, and then maybe I'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's well, true. I've heard people say that the theater family is easier than dealing with your own real family. <laughs> that sure. It's a yeah. substitute, and they're, they're easier. Everybody wants to be so you, you po powerful and positive. I try to make sure I have friends outside the theater community. I think it's And really you do important. a lot of reading outside of theatrical <clears throat> reading? I mean, you talked so much about uh, intuition and becoming mature. What are the methods one uses? Yeah, you try to, I'm, I'm trying, you, you know, what I try to do is have a really well-balanced life. But I'm, now I'm reading Disney Wars, which is about theater, so, or film. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, reading, you know, oh. sure, mm -hmm. if you have time. It's yeah, great sure. for your brain. It's, you know, you also, you, you know, when you focus so hard, because what we do is, you know, we, we, you have to focus so hard. You have, if, especially if it's like being a teacher, if you have 20, 40 people standing there listening to you, you have to be focused for long periods of time. You need time of unfocused mm -hmm. brain activity, and that's being with friends. Or Also now, things take so long to develop, like Chris said, three years on the show. Um, you're working on four or five things at once in development, in various stages of development. Uh, and you're always doing that. And just w when you think that everything's set, then a new project comes in and the beginning stages of that collaboration starts as the end stages of, of, of one, you know, happens. It's a constant, constant refilling, it seems, too, which is... If you had to advise a young person who came to you and said, I'd like to 
be a director mm -hmm. or a choreographer. What would you advise them to study and do? I, I go back to the first thing I said is the more worldly you can be, and I mean that in a positive way, the, the better off you are. The more you've traveled, the more people you know, the more opportunities, the more languages you speak, the more the more movies you see, the more books you read, everything helps you. Everything uh, um, is a, a tool that you'll come to use at some point, I think. Uh, what tools would you advise a young person to? I tell them to call Chris and find a way to assist him. Get into the business. Get yeah, in if, if somebody, as a, yeah. Call one of the great directors because that, that's how, I mean, one of the really you know, that's how people get into the business now. It's so like you, you assist, you apprentice, you intern. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. so do well, how would you advise a young person who uh, might be interested in... I would advise to go and see um, across the board opera and ballet and plays and even uh, and films and look at television, the few wonderful televisions there are now as opposed to the nasty things that have developed. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and, and I, would, I would say that you'll, that you'll feel a leaning. And the more you, you, the more you see of those things, the, the, it's going to enrich you, as Rod says. But you will, if you're really decided that's what you want to do, you'll, you'll feel a leaning to one of them, and then you go great guns for the craft that that is. What would you advise a young person who said, I want to be a director? I would say... Um pick things that you're excited to direct and direct them anywhere. That people, it's a craft that you get better and better at and you have to do it. And ultimately people hire directors because they've liked their work. Um, so you have to have done work that people can see and if it's in a basement, do it. Like, and, and get passionate about things. Don't expect people to hire you on their project. Figure out what it is that you love and, and make that production happen. Schooling? Is it important? And that can happen in school, or that but can happen But is it important to go to graduate school or, or mm -hmm. drama school, no, or it's, it's depends. is it life or is it school? <laughs> it's funny because someone I was doing a, a, a talk at uh, at Harvard actually, and they were saying, "Well, what college do you go to to get a master's degree in choreography?" <laughs> I mean, it's like the College of Broadway, the College of Do It, the College of Go In. And I'm sure there are wonderful programs in colleges that will teach you how to, to do certain things, but as far as to be a choreographer in a musical, for musicals, you need to get in there and... and uh, it's passed on. A, yeah, it's it is. It's passed on from the people who do it. Yeah. From one, that's what I sort yeah. of was joking about with Chris. It's like one to the next. It's sort of pass, it's a passed on tradition, and yeah. you have to bring something to the table. You have to grow up. You have to mm. see as much as possible and, and have, have as many experiences. Shape your taste. Yes, yeah. But I, I agreed with Chris that um, go and do it anywhere. Don't think, oh, I'll wait till I can do right. it in a, a swipsy right. place. Right. Just go and do it anywhere at all because you never know when you'll be seen and, and you are discovering new things all the time and Sp you Spielberg have to made, do it, as you say. Spielberg made home movies as a kid, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. just did it, you know. A lot of you have done movies, speaking of movies, you've done 11? Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of movies. Yes, you, you don't, what's the crossover there? I mean, is it a totally different experience? It's a one-time event, so you're not creating something that's going to be done eight times a week. Right. I'm, I'll give you the basics, and the other is that you're, crea you're, you're creating choreography where you're directing the eye instead of, mm -hmm. you know, you're showing the audience, look at the feet with the editing, mm -hmm. as opposed to 
on stage, you have to focus mm -hmm. on stage to get them to look at the feet over here, you know. So those are the two primary differences. And, and, talk, about, and talk about trusting your instincts and your intuition. I mean, to me, it, it feels more like in that instance than in any theater because, you know, you put up a dance and you get at least a week of previews if you're, or two weeks or three weeks, so you get to see it and then change it. You know, at a movie, you're shooting that day. Those are the people for that day. This is the set for that minute, for those three hours. And you see the first take, and then you have to look at it and watch it on the playback and then decide completely, like, okay, change. All the women should be up on the sidewalk. All the men should not do the lift. And the car should come four counts sooner. And then they film that, and after two or three of those, it's done. Now, then you're trying to keep it exactly the same. You don't, you don't have the the ability to edit it the way you would in a, in a show. So I think that that's, it's really a lesson in trusting your, your gut. It feels, it feels like tech all the time to me, making a film. <laughs> like the way that rehearsal in theater is, is you have got time. You, you're, you're considering things and you're sleeping on them and you're coming back to them. And tech is a time is money. And, and on film set, there's incredible time pressure all the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So it's being able to do the thing fast, focused, and under pressure on your feet. It moves about the same pace as, as tech, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Slow but pressured, which is a yeah. funny combination. Yeah. And three seconds, yeah. four seconds at a time, That's you know, right. ten seconds. I was lucky. Was yours, well, well I, I, I made, and I'm still doing them, but more as a director now, but I, I made a lot of big movies where we had, for instance, Man of La Mancha. We were all in Rome for nine months. Wow. Oh, fantastic, mm -hmm. half sixpence, half <laughs> it took nine months to make. Wow. So I was able to, um, if I'm working on a movie, I start entirely from the camera and build everything from what the camera is going to tell. But um, we then, in those days, we had time to really rehearse it properly. And but you don't now. You have no. to work so fast. So fast. Yeah, so you do have to go from the point of view of the camera because you won't have time to make something and then think how it's going to be shot. You, right. The two have to develop hand in glove. Yeah. But it sounds similar that you do most of the work before you get to the set. Oh, yeah. You often do yeah. the skeleton crew. Yeah. Do you do skeleton crew on your... Yeah. You do skeleton crew of dancers that... Yeah. And storyboarding as well. Storyboarding yeah. the actual steps so that you can give this to all of the cameramen and the DP and everyone so that they actually know what it is you're going for. Is there something you could learn from filmmaking that could be applied to the theater? Speed. Speed. You have to work oh, very, thinking you might, fast. Well, you might get a day mm. to, to stage oh. a number and then shoot it, mm. you know, whereas you might have, you know, you have a whole rehearsal process. But you learn, I learned speed on film. Yeah. Yeah. And focus, and don't you think, too? Focus. You know, focus, very, yeah. very much yeah. you learn about focus from mm -hmm. film. Is that true for you too? Yeah, I would say that of any theater kind of theater to make, making a Broadway musical feels the most like making a film. They're really? both, in, lots of people get together in a lot of pressure uh, and make a thing. <laughs> make a thing. <laughs> uh, and then, it, and, a, and a Broadway show can keep on having a life in a way that a film can, and a lot of plays, you know, so they come and go. Right. But the musical lasts. Sometimes, if they go into the kind of canon, and that's sort of thrilling. Has that happened for you? Um, you know, Are you waiting for the canon? <laughs> <laughs> You've gone into the canon. Uh, she has. Yes, yes indeed. She, yes. My, my favorite thing of the lot is directing television. Really? Yeah, yeah. it is, heavens. actually. I like, because I love the camaraderie with your crew. I always use six cameras. They always have a fight. They say, you can only have five. I say, I'll pay for the other one myself. All right, you can have six, <laughs> they say. And um, 
and it's such it's wonderful to bind that group of fellas i'm very naughty and wear sexy outfits so that i get the cameras where i want them but it's very wonderful to work with that group of people uh, you know they become like your family and i actually like the writing of the film script and all of that oh. so um I, I say this and people look at me aghast as if it's a sort of something from another age because i've i've made quite a lot of ballets and also plays on television but it's hard to get that to happen now. Yeah. Is it it's hard. more difficult to well, work th in many mediums? In many the, I, I think to get offbeat things, to get, to uh. get unusual, to get, to get sort of um, art, artistic things off the ground now, it's very difficult, I would say. I want to thank you all so much. I've learned a lot, but <laughs> directing a musical, being an arranger, <laughs> a dance, Arranger, choreographer, I thank you all for the wonderful lesson, also in life. Thank you so very much. My name is Pia Lindstrom for the American Theatre Wing. I appreciate your watching. We are coming to you from the Graduate Center of City University. Thank you. <laughs>